GSTV, guys. It has been a while since we've done an episode of Wrestle Down. I am by myself here tonight. Uh, it is uh, September 1st at the time of this recording. Uh, last night was All Elite Wrestling's All Out uh, pay-per-view, and as you guys can see, uh, what we're going to be doing here on this episode is talking a little bit about it and giving you my review, my thoughts, and and, and what I thought of it. Uh, normally, the Studley Man Ashley would be joining me, but he's had uh, uh, prior arrangements, uh, prior commitments that he that he's adhering to, so that's why it is just... Uh, you know, me here by myself. And also, uh, normally I do like to live stream uh, my WrestleDown episodes to Twitch as well. But for some odd reason, here in my place, because I have to use satellite internet because I live out in the country. And for the first six months I was using them, they were fine. They were fine at night. And then, for those of you who don't know, I was in an accident where the stairs to my place broke and I ended up injuring myself pretty badly. So that's one of the reasons why WrestleDown had kind of shimmied off into the sunset. And when I came back, which was around late July, uh, the internet started acting kind of funny. And then I was told, well, this is what the way it's going to be now. So I'm not happy right now with my internet service. But we're not here to talk about my internet service. No, we are here to talk about AEW. We're here to talk about All Out. And it's an aptly named pay-per-view, to say the least, considering that this is the, the big, leading, pay, big pay-per-view leading into their television debut on TNT come October 2nd. So they really had to go all out, to say the least. Oh, also, as a quick reminder for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, I hope, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I will also be uploading this to Twitch as well as a premiere video. So for, for those of you who are watching this on Twitch, I will be in the chat room if you guys want to interact with me and whatnot. Uh... Like I said, I, I'm sorry I can't be doing this live, live like I want to be, but for reasons I've already stated, I can't do that. But uh, anyway, for the kickoff show, or what they call the buy-in, which is, I gotta say, an interesting way to call your kickoff show. They started off with a women's casino battle royal. Now, the concept behind this, or one of the main concepts behind this, is the winner will go on to, I believe, on the debut of their TNT show, uh, be one uh, have a shot at the the AEW Women's Championship. I, I might be slightly corrected. If you guys correct me in the comments, please do. Uh, I just want to very quickly uh, mention the people who are involved in this uh, Casino Battle Royale before I give my thoughts on it. It's uh, Dr. Britt Baker, Jazz, Teal Piper, who is the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ivelisse, uh, Allie, Big Swole, <coughs> part, <clears throat> pardon me, Sadie Gibbs, I should have had some water before I started re uh, recording this, Ariel Monroe, Nyla Rose, Brandy Rhodes, Tennille Dashwood, uh, Bia Priestley, Awesome Kong, Mercedes Martinez, 
Leva Bates, Nicole Savoy, Priscilla Ke Kelly, Shaza McKenzie, uh, Fabi Apache, Chandra Royal, and ODB. Now, the, the way they worked this Casino Battle Royale is they had them come out in, in certain increments. You know, instead of doing it Royal Rumble style, where it's like one every minute or, or every other uh, 90 seconds or, or so, they would come out in groups. And they would call it like pairs, like the, uh, the, the heart suit or the diamond suit, the club suit and something like that. You know, to kind of tie into it being, you know, a casino battle royale. And, and if you notice why I'm saying royale is apparently WWE has trademarked the name royal. So you can't really say battle royal. You have to say battle royale. But the way they executed the concept, I, I thought was kind of messy in, in a sense. You know, it, it, it kind of like deviated from what, you know, traditional battle royales are, are done in professional wrestling. You know, I, I can understand AEW wanting to be different. I can understand them wanting to do something that sets them apart from other promotions. But the Casino Battle Royale was just overall messy. Now, I'm, I'm not saying... Well, yeah, I, I am going to say it. it I, I didn't really like the execution of it. You know, to me, a battle royale should be either one or two things. It should be in a Royal Rumble style, which what WWE does, or you should have everybody already in the ring as a lot of traditional battle royals do. They start with everyone in the ring. But apparently the way they did it is, like I said, they had women assigned in suits. And then when it was time for that suit to come out, the whole group comes out. And I don't know how I feel about that. But like I said, I, I felt like the, the execution of it was a little messy. Maybe because if it's a, a new concept, a new gimmick to a Casino Battle Royale that we're not familiar with. Maybe it'll grow with, on us with time. So I'm saying, you know, why don't we give it some time, you know, especially with AEW being this fresh, you know, new company that is trying to be on the rise, trying to doing things differently. So I'll, I'll give the Casino Battle Royale the benefit of the doubt, even though I thought the execution was a bit messy. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and and say it was okay for what it was. Nyla Rose would end up winning this one. Um, I, I gotta say, there are a few names in there that I did recognize. Jazz, for one. <clears throat> Again, I should have had something to drink before I started recording this. Ivelisse and, and Allie, I knew. Uh, Nyla Rose, I knew a little bit about her. Brandy Rose, yeah, I know her. Tanyal Dashwood, Emma from WWE, Awesome Kong, knew her too. Leva Bates, Blue Pants. Uh, Priscilla Kelly, I've heard some very nasty things about her. Uh, and uh, don't go telling me to watch any of your, her, her uh, videos of some of the things she's done because it's just flat out gross. Uh, Fabi Apache from AAA, I, I knew her. And of course, I knew ODB. But everybody else, I was really not too familiar with. 
Dr. Britt Baker, uh, unfortunately, I didn't know too much. I didn't know anything about her, to be honestly, be honest with you. Uh, Sadie Gibbs, Big Swole, um, Ariel Monroe, I didn't know anything about her. Bea Priestley either. Mercedes Martinez, her name does ring a bell, but I didn't really put two and two together, to be honest with you. Nicole Savoy, I didn't know her too well either. Or, or Shazza McKenzie. Maybe these will be names that will become more established as AEW uh, rolls on, especially when they make their debut on TNT. Um, the other match would be the team of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, also known as Private Party, taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, decent tag match, even though my initial thought when I saw Private Party was they're ripping off the uh, Street Profits and NXT. I'm probably going to get some hate comments about that now. But I, I got to say, they did some good spots. Uh, it was interesting, to say the least, because I've seen Angelico and Jack Evans before. This wasn't my first time seeing Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. I got to say, they were okay. They they seemed to be kind of entertaining. So, I don't know how I feel. I, I, I got to say this, though. Uh, I, I want to see more of them. And as far as I know, there is a tag team tournament for the AEW tag team titles. And a private party is set to take on the Young Bucks in that one. So, but um, anyway, the uh, the finisher for this match, the private party had what I thought was an amazing uh, finisher, a Hurricane Rana cutter combo on Hel Angelico. Pardon me. I am Cajun. I am not Spanish. Uh, the winners are private party. <clears throat> again, again, my throat. Again, guys, I do apologize about that. Now, the opening contest was a six-man tag match featuring SCU, which is the team of Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Scorpio Sky taking on the team of the Jurassic Express, which is Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Now, I don't want to say this to be mean, about Marco Stunt, but he looked like he looks like Jungle Boy after he's been run through a dryer. Now, was I impressed with what they did in this match? Yeah, yeah, I thought what they did with them was good because I definitely knew SCU. I knew a little bit about Jungle Boy. I've seen some of his stuff. Uh, Luchasaurus, I never really saw any of, and it was also my first time seeing Marco Stunt. Uh, Luchasaurus, that guy's ripped. He is. This, this guy, he's got about, he's about 6'5", 230, and he is monstrous looking. And he really sold the gimmick as a Luchasaurus really well. But... I, I got to say, uh, the finisher with the best Meltzer ever double finish because they hit it on both Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt at the same time. I thought it was a really nice finish, and SCU picks up the win. Now, originally, uh, Kenny Omega was scheduled to take on 
John Moxley, but because of a nasty staph infection in his elbow. I say nasty because I know it's it was a little bit more severe than just a staph infection that he had to be taken out. So Pack, or he's now known as the Bastard Pack, uh, was the replacement. And I gotta say, I was I thought it was a he was a really good replacement. Even though there's really not much of a storyline with Omega and and Pack, I, I gotta say they really gelled nicely. You know, there was one little botch on a reverse Rana, which I think Pack didn't, you know, fully get up for. You, you know, he didn't get a good jump on it. But other than that, this was really a nice match for both Omega and Pack. And uh, I gotta say, uh, I, I like this new concept that they're trying to do with AEW, where they're actually uh, taking into account the win loss records of of everyone. Because if you, if you noticed, while everyone was coming out for their nameplates, they actually included they actually uh, included the uh, win loss records. Somebody just texted my phone. I do apologize. Uh, in the name title. So that's how they're really putting some emphasis on that. So I thought that was like, again, a new and different concept that AEW was trying to bring to their promotion that I don't think a lot of other promotions do when they count win-loss records. But uh, it was the finish of the match was packed locking on the Brutalizer on Omega. Uh, um, Kenny Omega did not tap out. He passed out. And the, and the referee stopped the match. But I gotta say, hands down, I really enjoyed the match. I really did. Now, the Cracker Barrel Clash has received a lot of mixed reviews from other people. There are, especially on social media, there are a lot of people who, who liked it. There are a lot of people who... Shat on, uh, shat on the, uh, the match? Yeah, I said shat. Which is the past tense of shit. And I'm going to lean towards the first part because I thought the, the Cracker Barrel Clash was entertaining. They did some insane stuff in there that really had me on the edge of my seat. Especially the opening, what they did... By the way, it was Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Uh... I know of Havoc and Janela. I did not know anything about Darby Allen. I have to say I was impressed. Darby Allen, he really impressed me, even though he did look a little bit like Corey Constantine from Pro Wrestling 225. Uh, i got to say, they did a lot of insane stuff, especially in, in the start with, uh, with Allen and Janela kind of taping down Jimmy Havoc on the outside. And then he had a, a handful of thumbtacks and tossed him in the mouth of Havoc and then taped his mouth shut. And then, come later on, Allen would do, like, this plancha off the top onto Havoc, who was still taped up in the chair. But some of the other things they did, I, I gotta say, if you're a fan of hardcore wrestling, I'm kind of a fan of hardcore wrestling, and I, I really liked what they did. Uh, Darby Allen's dive with the barrel from Cracker Barrel onto the steps... That's one good way to fuck yourself up. Hands down. You can fuck yourself up 
really, really badly that way. And <clears throat> Alan's, if you would have noticed his back, you could have seen all the welt marks of his back developing. But I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Did it make me hungry for Cracker Barrel? Yeah, because there was a nice little plate of biscuits there that they kind of wasted. I was like, aww. Those were perfectly good biscuits. But uh, in, in the end, it, I have to say, I think Cracker Barrel got their money's worth. That's just my opinion, though. That's just my opinion on my show. I'm saying that I thought the Cracker Barrel Clash was a good match. And I enjoyed it. The finish of the match was Havoc hitting the Acid Rainmaker on Janela to pick up the win. Joy Janela. Oh my God, Joy Janela. The monkey flip from the seated, when he was seated on the chair. How he countered that from Havoc, I don't know. But the, the landing and then the smile he gave. Janela, I got to say, you're all right in my book. You are okay in my book. And so is Havoc and, and Alan. You know, just for the off shot that for some reason these two two guys would be listening to my show, listening to uh, this review. Don't hurt me, please. Now, up next, we had the team formerly known as the Super Smash Brothers, but now they are known as the Dark Order. That is the team of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. By the way, Stu Grayson, why does he look like a shriveled up Eric of the War Raiders from WWE? Taking on Trent, who had a question mark next to his name because apparently he can't use the name Beretta, and Chuck Taylor, otherwise known as the Best Friends. All right, now I understand them being a tag team. What I don't understand is the hug and the camera cuts with the hug. I don't understand that. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me not knowing the gimmick. Maybe it's just me not knowing who they are. Well, I know who Trent and Chuck Taylor are. I'm not too familiar with the Dark Order. Why would why was there a group of BDSM midgets following these guys? I don't understand that. It's like they they took some guys out of crowd and said, "Here, here's a hundred bucks. Put on these black tights. Take off your shirt." put on this mask, and go out to the ring with them. That's what it looked like. And I swear to God, people were saying, oh, CM Punk's going to be one of the BDSM guys. No. No. If Punk even did that, and I hardly have any respect for Punk as it is, I would have lost even more respect for him. I'm still trying to understand this concept, especially with Evo Uno. He, he kind of reminds me of Roadkill from ECW. It's, it's basically Roadkill shaved his beard and put on a mask. That's all I'm going to say. The finisher of the match was Dark Order hitting the uh, Fatality finisher on Trent to pick up the win. Now, they were they were trying to take Trent to the back on top of the BDSM midgets when... The lights will go out, and when the lights came back on, Orange Cassidy came back. And how this guy hits a suicide dive with his hands still in his pockets amazes me. 
I know of Orange Cassidy. I've not really seen too much of his work, but I know of him. And then the best friends would all embrace with Orange Cassidy in the middle. Yeah, that doesn't make for an awkward picture. But on to Hikaru Shida in Riho. The winner of this match would go on to face Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. Now, needless to say, for those of you who know me, who have been following my channel, I have a weakness for Asian women. A very, very big weakness for Asian women. And I can't help it. I can't help how I feel. I can't help how I feel. That's all I'm going to say. So, were my eyes glued to this match? Yes. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Because I'm pretty sure some people will start formulating ideas in their head. Ooh, he was probably typing with one hand on this keyboard. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But I will say this. A lot of people thought after the tag match that this match would have kind of been be like a crowd cooler. You know, get them a chance to calm down. No, Hikurushida and Riho won them over with a lot of the spots they did. And I have to say, I was very impressed with both of them. Riho would end up picking up the win with a crucifix roll-up. So now it's going to be 98-pound, think about that, 98-pound Riho taking on big, bad Nyla Rose. This is a... Picture-perfect David versus Goliath scenario. And you all know who I'm going to be pulling for. And it's not going to be because of all the, the shit that people have been saying about Nyla Rose in the past. Hint, hint, I just talked about it just about two minutes ago. Now, on to what I thought was a very interesting match. It's Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, uh, with Tully Blanchard in his corner, taking on the American Nightmare Cody. Now, first off, if your dog is not trained to react to loud pyro, don't bring him out. I felt so bad for that dog because he had to have been so scared of all of that pyro, all of the fans cheering, making noise that it had to, it, it really messed with the dog. And you say, you saw it, you saw it. Brandy Rose could not keep control of that dog and MJF, whoever that motherfucker is, had to hold on to the dog. Now, uh, I did like the Star Trek cosplay with Diamond Dallas Page. He also had uh, Brandy Rhodes as Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager. And again, MJF, whoever this guy is. But uh, he would end up being the person selected to be in the match. And I have to say, there was a lot of bad blood in this match which makes for a good wrestling show. When you have that good of a storyline where these two guys literally used to be best friends and now 
one chair shot later, hate each other's guts. It really makes the rivalry work. It makes the feud sell. And that's what fans like to see. And that's what they have here with Sean Spears and Cody. I think the one thing nobody anticipated, though, was the appearance of Double-A Arn Anderson. For those of you who don't know your wrestling history, Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard were two of the original four members of the Four Horsemen. The other one being Ole Anderson and Ric Flair. And James J. Dillon, I guess you can count him too. But I, I gotta say, I love what they did in this match. It was very, very good for what they needed to do. And I gotta say, Sean Spears, on top of his game, don't know about the contacts, though. You know, you know, make what they like blue eyes. I don't know how I feel about that. But Cody, top of his game. Now, MJF, when it comes to this guy, there's a saying, you know, you don't want to be too big for your own britches. And that's what this guy comes off as. Because from what some of the things I've seen from him on social media, he's a dick. Flat out, he's a dick. And Starcast, he made fun of a disabled kid. And then another person, he made them do five push-ups before asking a question and didn't even let him ask the question. Yeah, it's classic dick. So I was anticipating this guy turning on Cody during this match, but it never happened. So I was a little bit surprised to see that. So is MJF a heel or a face? I still don't know. But Cody is over as fuck in AEW. Cody would get the win with the crossroads. Next up, the ladder match. Again, it had a significant name, but guys, I'm Cajun. I'm from Louisiana. You know, lazy bon ton roule. I don't know Spanish. It had uh, Escalada de la Muerte, I think it was called. And that's my best attempt at pronouncing it. But it's overall a ladder match for the AAA Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers defending against the Young Bucks. The crazy crap I saw in this match was unreal. It started off kind of timid. They didn't do really as insane stuff as you would normally see. But, <coughs> again, I apologize for my voice. This was outstanding for what they did. And I will say this. The Destroyer, the Canadian Destroyer off of the ladder had me saying the line Pentagon, you crazy, what are you doing, you crazy fucker? And I got, I got to say, I felt bad for Matt Jackson because he didn't get a good enough jump. It, no, it, it wasn't that. The ladder was not in the right place. Because you see, he was supposed to take a bump off of the ladder, out of the ring, onto two tables. 
However, the ladder was not in the right position. And as Jackson was coming down, his feet caught the top rope, which impeded, you know, his velocity. And he ended up only going through one of the tables in a bad way. To the point where you could see there were several lacerations on his upper body and on his hand. So he was basically done after that. And I'm surprised if he didn't go go either see an EMT or go to the hospital after that the whole show was over. But the uh, finish of the match was the Lucha Brothers taking down the AAA Tag Team title belts. So they are still the champions. For those of you wondering, I, I believe there is a working partnership with AAA and AEW, which is why they had that match for the AAA Tag Team titles. Over there, I do know that at another Lucha Libre show, that it's going to be Kenny Omega and uh, Ray Phoenix for the Mega Heavyweight Championship. From my understanding, that title has been basically gone for over a year in AAA. Now, with the appearance of Santana and Ortiz, you guys have seen them in Impact Wrestling, if you guys followed Impact Wrestling. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> they, they were originally a part of LAX in, uh, in Impact Wrestling. And they attacked the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks after the match was over. So I do like the idea of what AEW is doing with their tag team division. They're not just randomly throwing two guys together. They're using set tag teams. I mean, look at it. You got the Dark Order, the Best Friends. You also got the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks. You also got Angelico and Jack Evans. There's also Private Party. I gotta say, I love the diversity of a tag team division. Have a good, diverse roster for your tag teams. Because tag team wrestling is just as good as singles wrestling. And speaking of singles wrestling, the AEW World Championship. Chris Jericho and Hangman Adam Page. I loved it. I, I loved the way it was worked. I loved their entrances. I thought it was fantastic. It did what it needed to do. Now, I think a lot of fans were booing Adam Page because he was one of the, what said, the elite, quote unquote, because of the, you know, his old association with Cody, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and etc, etc, and whatnot, and I think a lot of fans were kind of being resentful, you know, because they thought that, you know, if you're part of the league, then you're going to be the champion and whatnot, but that was not the case, as Jericho hit the Judas effect on Page to pick up the win, and having your title on Jericho works, and let me tell you why real quick, real quickly. Jericho is a more established name than Page. I'm not saying Adam Page is a bad talent. Far from it. For the first match I've seen him, because that was the first match I've ever seen with Hangman Adam Page. I was thoroughly impressed. I'd seen the promos, the vignettes that he did leading into this match, which he did a remarkable job with. And I was thoroughly impressed. But Jericho 
when it comes to mainstream media, he is more out there than Adam Page. You know, he is a more established name than Adam Page. You need somebody like a Chris Jericho, especially with your promotion making its television network debut in a few weeks, or in a month, rather, if I look at my calendar. You need someone like a Jericho as your champion to lead your brand on their, on its network television debut. He is a more established name. He can do it. He's got the experience to do it. He's been wrestling for nearly 30 years. He knows what he's doing. Give the ball to Jericho. Jericho will take that ball and make sure that AEW is successful, especially with their debut. That's my thoughts on it. My overall score for All Out, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I thought it was good. You know, even though it did have some of the low points, the Dark Order match, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that gimmick. I really am. I really am. And again, the women's casino battle royale, the concept of it was kind of messy. I, but I did enjoy seeing some of the names in there, especially some of the people I knew. But I have to say, overall, best match of the night, I'm going to give it to two matches. I'm going to first recognize Jericho and Paige because for main events, it was the main event. I mean, it was really well done. Now, should Jericho have been the one bladed in that match? I don't know. Maybe because they had Paige bleed at Fight for the Fallen, I believe, is when they had their, their confrontation and whatnot. You have to forgive me. I'm not really too familiar with what happened with AEW, but getting a chance to watch All Out from start to finish, especially with the kickoff and what they did, I enjoyed the show. And that's the important thing. If you enjoyed the show, then it did what it needed to do. Now, are there some things that they need to fix? Yeah. There are a lot of things that they need to fix. Like an explanation for the Dark Order, for one. And needless to say, I will be in cheering in spirit in Riho's corner when she takes on Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. And a commentary team, commentary team, Golden Boy. You have my seal of approval, my friend. Being a commentator for 11 years here in Louisiana, you have my seal of approval. You were phenomenal for your first time as a commentator for AEW. You were really well done. You really brought a lot, a lot better than Alex Marvez. You really contributed well. Excalibur on point, and Jim Ross did what he needed to do. And when your commentary works, it makes your wrestling show that much better. So overall, it's a four out of five for me. 
But I want to know from you guys out there, the viewers and subscribers, your thoughts on AEW All Out. What were your some of your favorite matches? What did you like? What were your overall scores? I want to hear what you guys have to say. Be sure you put your comments in the comment section below. If you guys like this video, be sure you slam that like button. Like a champ. And guys, if you want to see more of WrestleDown right here on the channel, you know the two ways you got to do it. You got to leg drop the subscribe button and hit that bell icon to turn on notifications. That way you guys will never miss out on another video right here on my channel. So with that being said, I'm your friendly neighborhood Russell Gamer reminding all of you guys out there to just stay awesome. Bye, guys!